We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast it is thursday the weekend is almost here it is your thursday crew of the pack a day podcast how are we looking? I am Jason Perona of the Packaday Podcast, along with Game On Wisconsin, the Quick Slides Podcast. With me, as always, Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and his Packers Unrestricted YouTube show. Gentlemen, we just missed the news cycle by one day. Mark, we were doing so well <laughs> last year, two years ago. We were, we were spoiled, yeah. and it's like now the universe is caught up with us, and we're a day late and a dollar short all the time. Well, I think I know what happened. They, they, they know that we're the best of, of the group. I mean, everybody, everybody on Pack a Day is good. They're all good, uh-huh. everybody. But we're the best. I mean, let's, let's face it. Let's just be honest. You got to – it's so true. You got to rock it. Instead of just handing us the easy stories, they want us to come up with something different. So they're, they're making it a little easier for the other guys that aren't quite as good as us, you know. All Which right. is fine. I, I understand that. So as obviously, I'm obviously talking about the news that broke on Tuesday, was it or was it Monday, that Jair Alexander was signing his extension and that's been talked about and discussed and I know we're all very happy about that. So today we have a topic of our own, which we will introduce, but before we do, we got to do the weather as always. So without any further ado, we go as far east as possible. Our friend Alex out in Poland who says, thought he might send in another weather report to help during the football doldrums. And he said, but the weather's not very interesting in Poland right now. High 60s to low 70s, mostly sunny. That doesn't sound too bad. I I don't care if it's boring. I'll take that as boring all the time. He said, it's so dull, I started watching basketball again. And he is uh, he's from Slovenia originally. So he is following Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. No comment from this Suns fan here. And then in staying with in staying with being as far east as possible, we go over to Oslo, Sweden, where Paul Bredel has an entry for weather this week. Yep, so our friend Green Bay Packers Sweden from Stockholm, he's actually traveled south, left the countries in Copenhagen, Denmark for a Simple Minds concert. 
said the weather was a little disappointing, 65-ish for the high, 45 low, hoping for better weather throughout the weekend. Sounds pretty similar to what it's been here. However, I'm happy about that. Oh, we have a – I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Well, no, take it away, Mark, because you have Mark coming in with an entry in Europe. I'll let well, you introduce the whole I thing. I actually have two. I actually have two now because you – we have another one from Oslo. Okay. And I thought, Paul, the same one I have. I have our my our friend Robin Erickson from Oslo. That's right. And he says um, tomorrow, meaning it was yesterday <laughs> when he sent it to me, which was their National Constitution Day. In Sweden, I didn't know that. It was 64, 18 Celsius, but 64 Fahrenheit. Nothing but sun, quite windy. He said he will sleep through most of it after my night shift, but barbecuing in the evening with celebratory drunken family members. Summer is here, at least for now. That's in Oslo. But now I also have, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, now I'm the weather guy. People want to send me their weather. That's good. Send it to me because Paul insulted me last week, says that nobody sends me their weather. And I find it amazing that we get all these. We nobody from like I don't know Florida sends us their weather, but we get it from all over Europe. So we have Brussels, Belgium, checking in with us. And I hope I pronounce my man's name right. It's Jura, J-U-R-A-J. Is that Jura? Is the second J silent? I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. Well, Gerard, I'm sure you're, you're listening. Correct us if we're pronouncing your name wrong, and I apologize if, if we are. But he says, hi, guys. Here's the weather report for Brussels for Thursday. Summer has arrived early. Wednesday will be sunny with 79 degrees Fahrenheit. And on Thursday, hot, up to 86 with showers and thunderstorms. So if you're in, if you're in Brussels, have your umbrella ready. Now, if you're here at Myrtle Beach... Put that umbrella away. There's nothing but sunshine and 80s. And then <laughs> if you want an umbrella, it's on the beach as one of them beach umbrellas, which I personally don't use because I enjoy the sun. I want to get I want to get dark. So that was excellent. Great transition there, Mark. You might have a future in, in weather. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We're, something we're like that. <laughs> can't I can't wait till uh, we start getting some exciting weather in like the, the hurricane season or something. Oh, and, you yeah, know, I can't wait for that either. <laughs> get you a green screen and all that good stuff. So. There you go. All right. Then we go to the Dairyland State of Wisconsin. Paul Brittle. We never know. Is it winter? Is it summer? Is it spring? Because we know it's never officially summer until about the 4th of July. So how are we looking? Uh, and. It was actually in the 90s, but it's been beautiful since then, 60s, 70s, sunny. It's going to be a little cooler, high 50s, but no complaints here. It's better than what it's been for basically the entire year so far, so I'm happy. Lawnmower is still out. Haven't put it back away yet. That thing is, you know, oh, that thing is fired got, up and ready to go. Mo- we've got a few mows under our belt already. All right. <laughs> All right. So the honeydew list has gotten a little bit longer as it does when the snow goes away, although it just turns from shoveling to mowing. So... I don't know how much longer it really gets. So here in Phoenix, no surprise. Hot. We're over 100. It's been in the low 100s, high 90s. A lot of sunshine. Dry as ever. And I've got this stupid tree outside of my place that sheds (laughs) these really stupid, these dumb little green buds in April and May. It's like a seasonal tree. And it finally stopped shedding. You have no idea how many days, how many times a day I have to sweep the the walkway because it's, it's just gets littered. And finally... It has stopped dropping the buds. This is a very celebratory time of the year for me every year, right around this time. Late May is when things start getting better and there's less clutter on the walkway. So hot and sunny here in Phoenix. And then our friend Harry in Kamloops, Canada, 
didn't actually send me the weather, but he is an honorary member of this this podcast. So I looked up the weather in Kamloops, <laughs> and it is raining right now. Cloudy and rainy with a high of 61, low of 43, 70% chance of rain. And that's rain since yesterday through today. And then there's still a 40% chance tomorrow and Saturday. So that is your weather. Let's talk some Packers football. This is a longer one, man. We got a lot of, a lot of entrance here. Don't, don't, don't come at us and tell us people don't like the weather. We've got a lot of people that said they wanted their weather read on our show. So, all right. So we're going to, since we missed the Jair news cycle, obviously we go around the horn. Everybody give me your reaction to the Jair signing. Good. Okay, perfect. So that's done. Excellent. So now we're going to talk about what's next after the Jair news. What is the next thing that's going to hit the news cycle? So it could be a signing. It could be a free agent coming in. It could be an internal move that the Packers make. It could be a cut. Could be just a story. So let's do this thing. Mark, well, since you're the furthest east, I guess we'll we'll start with you and uh, you intro your idea in whatever way you want. We'll go around the horn and we'll talk about all three of our op- opinions on what's going to be the be- next big Packers news story. Okay, well, I, w- I was going to go with Aaron Rodgers' next um, love interest, but I said, nah, we don't want to do that. So <laughs> who knows, right? Um, no, I, this is mine's, it's not exciting. And but I think it's going to happen. I really do. I think the next the next headline that we read is going to say something like Packers Inc. Alan Lazard to long term deal. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now they offered him the he he hasn't signed his tender yet, which to me is kind of interesting, and that's kind of why I'm why I came up with this because why hasn't he signed it? That tells me that. They're probably working on something long term, right? He's going to sign it. He can't. His no one else. I mean, he can't go anywhere else because no one offered. I mean, he could have signed with another team if another team would have. While he was restricted, if someone gave him another an offer sheet, they would have had to give the Packers a second round pick, and they could have signed him. Well, that didn't happen, so he's really no longer. He can only negotiate with the Packers. No one, no other team can can sign him. So he's either going to play for the Packers or he's going to retire. So I don't think he's going to retire. So I kind of, again, I'm just adding, I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves fall. And I think they're working on a three, four year deal. Um, I don't know how much it'll be for, but whatever the fair market price is for Alan mm-hmm. Lazarda. Obviously the coaches really like him um, yep. for everything that he does, mm-hmm. not just as a receiver. He's a great blocker. He, he's willing to play special teams. He's a good guy in the locker room. I think he'll be a good influence on on, on Christian Watson and Romeo uh, Dubs and um, the kid from Nebraska that they took in the seventh round. So I think they want Lazard around for a couple more years. Perfect time to give him a three, four-year extension. He's the perfect storm of value. He's not going to break the bank, and he's proven to be a good enough part that he can play a role in this, this team. I mean, he's showed up and been a, a leading receiver in a couple of games. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback forever. And so that contract, if that happens, Mark, would span the transition from Rodgers to whoever else is going to play, unless Rodgers does surprise us and ends up playing more than another season or two. But he just he checks all the boxes, like you said. And that's that's not surprising to me. I would be in, in huge favor of, of something like that. And right now, the Packers don't have a lot of pressure on them because, like you said, there's he can't go anywhere at this point. But eventually he's going to. And some team, probably in the NFC North, because that's what they love to do is pluck former Packers, will throw a bunch of money at him. So the Packers have to try to get something done here. Paul, I'm sure you're – I know you're a fan of Lazard, but as far as Mark's move there, I mean, is, is that higher or lower on your list? Or what's your thought? I hadn't – 
thought about that option much at all, but I really like it. And as Mark said, as he laid out with his tea leaves, it is kind of interesting that, you know, nothing's been done yet because it's not like he has options to go. You know, no. Like he's speaking with other teams, working out, you know, a different deal elsewhere. It has to be in Green Bay, as he said, Mark. So that makes a lot of sense. And as we look ahead to 2023, you know, the only players that I can say confidently right now that we know are going to be on the roster at that receiver position are Christian Watson and Romeo, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, you know, Samori Toure could be, but he's a seventh round pick. Not going to guarantee that either. Cobb very well could be in the final yeah. year. Sammy Watkins mm. is on a one year deal. So the wide receiver position, even though they just spent three draft picks on it, the outlook moving forward doesn't necessarily get it a ton better in terms of at least depth and depth you want to rely on at the position. And as we all know, Alan Lazard provides so much to this Green Bay Packers team. And there is the. You know, his role in theory without Devontae Adams or his impact is going to expand this year. So by Green Bay locking him up this summer before he has, you know, a career year potentially, you know, that could save them money in the long run. And from a salary cap perspective, with a second round tender, tender, I think it's around $3.89 million. And because it's a one-year deal, that's what the cap hit is. But if they sign him to an extension, you know, that could potentially, depending how it's structured, because, you know, the Packers, very low cap hits in the first year, and then it goes up. That could actually save them a, not a huge amount, but a little bit of additional cap space that they need as well. So, I, I mean, for all the reasons we've discussed, I think it makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. And, I'd, I mean, like I said, there's there's nothing that – there isn't really any reason why you don't do something like this, especially with the depth chart being what it is. They've got to have some guys that are going to hold over and – yeah, I mean, you'll have Watson for a while. You get Alan Lazard. You you maintain some of that continuity. He's still young. I mean, he's been on this team for a long time, but he's still a young guy. He's got good size. Everyone forgets he's he's a big dude, six five. I mean, he's he's actually a little bit bigger than uh, taller than Christian Watson is. So you got a couple of big bodies out there now. And I mean, Watson's obviously a little bit more athletic, but I like that one. That one kind of came out of. I was not expecting that one. And Mark, I wasn't did either. You, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. And, I, and then uh, I know. Did it, if you have another one, we can come back around. Did you have another one? I think you said you had a couple. Me? Or was that your biggie? No, I was kidding about Rogers. That's only what I had. <laughs> okay. All right. Wasn't sure if there was another one in the hopper. No, no. Was... Uh, Roger. All right. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I was going to put Aaron Rodgers with some other famous actress or something, but I said, nah, I'll, I'll leave him alone. We were going there. We're going the TMZ route, right? Well, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can assure you if Mark didn't do it, that neither Paul or I are going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers' life outside of the gridiron. So, spoiler alert, if you were yeah, hoping for that. Lazard, I'm sorry. Lazard's only 26, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. 26 is young. I mean, for a guy that's been in the league, you know, mm-hmm. there, there, are, there are rookies coming out that are 24, you know? Yeah. So well, the Packers, 26 is pretty young. No, it is. And the Packers, that's why the Packers like to draft, I think, players. I mean, Kenny Clark was an anomaly young. He was even yes, 21 years right. old. But because they want, if they, especially on a first-round pick, they want to be re-signing a guy – when he's 25, 26 years old versus 27, 28 and closer to that 30-year-old mark. So with Lazard, though, they just, they again, once again, just kudos to the scouting and the personnel team to find him and pluck him away from Jacksonville when they did because he turned into a really great player on the Packers. And I don't think that happens if he goes just anywhere. I think you you got to put the player in the right position, right offense, right coaching staff, right focus. But listen, he's been a guy that they have been able to feature. I mean, I know I'm going way, way back, 
But let's remember, and I don't remember if Adams, I know Devontae Adams did not play in the finale in 2019 when they had to beat Detroit to get the two seed to get to get a bye week. And then if you go back to the, I think it was the Monday night game earlier that season, Lazard was the, was the man, not Devontae in that game. And I don't remember if Adams even finished that game. So he's capable of stepping up. I'm not trying to make him sound like a one. He's going to replace Adams or anything like that. Or he can't consistently be the go-to guy. But if he ends up being your leading receiver, he's perfectly capable of carrying that weight. That's what I like a lot about, about Lazard. He's, it's, it's a no-brainer. That was a really good one, Mark, because like I said, I was everybody right now is just so news-centric where they're, we keep hearing the same names. You know, Jarvis Landry's uh, out of the mix now, but like it was Landry's name, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, all of the usual names that were out there. And what will the Packers do? Because everybody just thinks about the here and now. But, you know, that one's, that one's future-looking. So I like that one a lot. And then we go to Paul. I don't know if, if Paul's going – Offense or defense or both in a way, what you got for us, Paul Brettel? So mine's probably not very exciting, so <laughs> I'll take it a step further. But my next headline is that following OTAs, the Green Bay Packers make a cut at the kicker position. Ooh. Right now, they have three kickers on the roster. And reason I'm making this you know, guess is because breeding some really – uh, definitive tea leaves rich Basaccia told us that he only expects to go into training camp with two kickers yeah so he's going to use otas as that measuring stick to take a look at i'm guessing particularly jj molson and dominic eberly uh you know in addition to mason crosby if he's there i'm not sure if he usually attends otas or not uh but Basaccia said you know he still has to double check with the fleur and gudikins but he expects to have just two kickers heading into training camp. So I think the next big headline is going to be, if you want to call it a big headline, is that they cut one of those kickers, Eberly or Molson. I, I tell just us which one. Which one? Come on. I'm, I'm getting there. there I'm getting there. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> My, I'm going to guess that they cut J.J. Molson. Reason wow. being. Okay. Yeah. Reason being because Eberly at least has, it's not a lot, some NFL kicking experience. He also spent time in Las Vegas with Rich Basaccia. Uh J.J. Molson, he hasn't kicked in an NFL game and doesn't have that relationship connection, which I do think plays a factor to some degree. But we'll see how OTAs and all that plays out. So as I said, that's not very exciting. So we'll take it a step further. Because if you make a cut, you're at 89 players instead of 90, which opens up a roster spot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So going through some of the positions the Packers could address, and no, Jason, you mentioned it, receivers on everyone's mind. I, I just don't see it happening, or at least I don't see it being Julio or Odell Beckham. I think Julio's out of their price range, yeah. um, you know, even if he does sign later in the year. Because when, you know, in terms of actual cap space that they had, they have available, you know, Kenny Ingles has it around, I think, $2.8 million when you factor in other expenses that are coming down the road. So I know we see after the Jair extension, you know, it's $15, 16000000 million in cap space. It's not what they truly have. Uh, and then with Odell Beckham, I mean, we don't know when he's going to be available. This is the second ACL injury since 2020. And when we look at the receiver position, six of those spots are accounted for. Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, as long as he's healthy, uh, Dubs, Watson, and who am I missing? Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers. Those guys are going to be Green Bay Packers. That doesn't mean they can't keep a seventh if they were to sign, you know, another receiver. But that also doesn't include Samari Toure, who they spent a draft pick on. Could be, a, you know, a special teams player as a gunner has experience as that at that. So I just don't see for those reasons. I don't think it's going to be receiver. So defensive side of the ball, the two positions that stand out to me are cornerback and edge rusher. So I'm going to go with that they add to the edge rusher position. Um, and one player that I have my eyes on is Justin Houston spent last season with the Baltimore Ravens still tallied. He played just under 600 snaps corner pro football focus. And here in green Bay as a third edge rusher, he's not, he wouldn't need to even play that much here. You know, his snap count might be closer to 300, 400, you know, depending on how often they want to use him. But you know, he could be that like last year, Whitney merciless uh, third downs, obvious pass rushing situations he still totaled 40 pressures and six sacks last year with the ravens he's 33 years old and i looked up his contract with baltimore he signed for 1.75 million with a million dollar signing bonus so that's a 2.07 million dollar cap hit the packers can afford that now caveat i'll add to this is my gut says that they want to see how things play out at edge rusher first this summer through, you know, at least see how training camp goes, maybe a preseason game or two before adding to it. You know, maybe they get some addition, you know, more than what they think they're going to from Jonathan Garvin, you know, during a certain season or Randy Ramsey's returning. He missed all last year with an injury he suffered during the summer. Of course, they drafted Kingsley and Nagbar. But so that that's what my gut says, that they might wait a little bit. But I really like the potential that Justin Houston could add again, kind of similar to what Whitney Merciless did last year. And I know they added Kingsley and Agbar, but in the draft. But as Mark mentioned before we started recording, he's still a rookie. He's still a fifth round rookie. That's, you know, there's risk involved in relying heavily on someone at that point taken in the draft. And then behind him again, it's just a bunch of question marks. They're as good as Gary and Smith were last year. There was just such a. Such a drop-off, mm-hmm. such a lack of impact plays when those Huge. two weren't on the field. Huge. And, of course, going from those two to anyone is going to be a drop-off, but it was too much. Even Jason Rebovich, the outside linebackers coach in April, meeting with reporters, he, he, he didn't say that specifically, but he alluded to it. Um, and so they need a third and a fourth guy to step up, and I think adding a veteran presence to that 
you know, on a, on a cheap deal is uh, the the best route to go. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I saw I saw someone we just say described? I saw someone say that Rebervich, when he's talking, is a podium pounder. He's he's a, a podium tapper, so he gets excited, <laughs> which is what you want in a defensive exactly. coach. He gets he gets fired up. I mean, I have some thoughts. I mean, I'll just say this: the kicker thing doesn't. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. The Packers will figure that whole thing out. I know that was where the the start of your of your thoughts go, but I have some thoughts on the the pass rush situation but mark i'll let you go first and and we'll give oh. your 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 thoughts and your reaction there because i know that you always have a lot to when it comes to kickers mark's your guy <laughs> well no i i no i agree that there there's no i i've covered football i covered you know the eagles for 30 some 32 years and i followed you know since I've been following the packers and eagles whatever nobody brings three kickers to camp i've never mm-hmm. ever ever been in a camp there's been three it's like kicks. if you have three kickers, you have none. It's like if you have two quarterbacks, you have none, right? That's too many. No, I mean, it's just too many. You don't, yeah. you don't have time for three kickers, and it's, 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 there's no reason. I mean, so, yeah, they're going to cut one of the kickers. And I thought, I thought you were going to say Crosby. I really did. Oh, I, no. thought you're, I thought you were going to say <laughs> I to tried to lay money. it up that way. <laughs> yeah, you, you had me going for a second. Yeah, Molson would be the one. I mean – if you know they're not cutting Crosby, if if you think Crosby at least deserves to go to camp, right? So yeah, they're going to keep Crosby. And like you said, the other guy whose name I forget right now, Eberly. Yeah, Eberly. He does have a connection with with the with the coach, and we've seen so far they're letting Basachi have his little way with special. I mean, they mm-hmm. brought in Nixon because that's his guy from the Raiders to be a, a you know a, a good special teams ace. The punter. He always liked. He said he always wanted. Yep. So they're letting him decide. So Everly's got to have an edge over Molson, right? I mean, yeah. Even though Molson spent all of last year on the practice squad, I think that was more of a COVID type emergency thing than it was that they saw him as a future kicker for them. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, Molson would. So for part one, I'm I'm with you 100. percent For part two, I'm I'm with you again. Yes. They need a third ed- edge rusher, and I'm not buying Randy Ramsey even a little bit. Um, Garvin, I had hopes for when they drafted him. I thought he could develop. Well, listen, it's time now. This is it, Jonathan Garvin. You've had two years. You've, you've shown me very little. Now, again, it's a tough position. You were a seventh-round pick. You're also young. You know, young guys. I think he's, he's still also 23. Very, yeah, he's very young. So, but, but listen, this is your third year, so mm-hmm. – you better show me something, and that's what, and like I said, I think you know, like you said, they'll wait and see and camp and stuff. I'm not I'm not ruling Garvin out completely, but it's time, John. It's time. I love Kingsley. Um, how do you say his last name? A Nagbar. A Nagbar. I love him. I love him from South Carolina, but he's a like 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 we said, fourth you know fifth round pick. If he's your fourth guy, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very okay with him being. You're, you're number four. Rashawn Gary, his he was the 12th pick in the draft, not a fifth-round pick, the 12th overall pick. <laughs> in his rookie year, he was the fourth guy. So that tells you something, right? They don't want to put too much on a rookie. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't put too much on a, on a guy that they spent the 12th pick on. They don't want to put too much on a fifth-round pick. So, yeah, let them be your fourth guy, but they need that third guy. And if it's not Garvin, then they – better go get somebody and Houston's as good as yeah I mean that's he's affordable um he's been productive through his career 
durable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy I really want. I said this off the, off the air before we started, but he signed. I would love to have Kyler Fackrell back here. Mm-hmm. I really would. He was he's perfect in that role. You know, he was the third guy when when Gary was four. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't think he'll ever have the kind of year he had when he had what ten and a half sacks that one year. Yeah, that was kind <laughs> right. of a fluke. Twenty eighteen, but. Yeah, but I mean, but he's a guy that he's he, he sets the edge well. He'll get. He, I mean, if, if he plays enough, he can get you four or five sacks. I mm-hmm. think you know. Um, but you uh, know, he signed with the Raiders. And now, though, if the Raiders decide they don't want him and cut him, I'd be all over him. You know what? When on you know what? Like that would come later in the later in the in the in camp, obviously. Like when cuts are made. But yeah, Houston's as good as anybody else. I mean, I, I, didn't, I haven't done an extensive look at who else is available, but I would have no problem with Houston. Yeah, you could do a lot worse than Justin Houston for sure, right? If you put the right player in the right position, right number of snaps, as I've said before, you can have a really good recipe there. So as far as the kicker thing goes, I think it's it's time that the Packers change their mindset and let the coaches have some input. You don't want to give too much away. Obviously, it's Goody's team to build, and Matt Lafleur is still the head coach, but. Part of the problem is, is you just you start picking players, and you don't if you don't get enough input from the coaches who are coaching them. Well, then you're going to run into some issues at some point. Now I know he was a head coach, and it's a completely different story when you're the head coach. And you're responsible for everything. But Mark, you're very familiar with this guy. Bill Parcell said, "Hey, if you're gonna if you want me to cook, I want I want to say in what the what the groceries are going to be." Speaking of which, I know it's completely off topic, but since we're in the off season here. Do you have any, and I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, and if not, it's okay, but like good. any good Parcells, they don't have to be related to that, but any good Parcells <laughs> stories or anything you can remember from your time in Philadelphia and, and talking to him? I mean, he was always witty and quick like that, but that was a good point. Give me some input. If I'm going to cook, I want to I say him where, where the yes. groceries come from. I want to buy the groceries, yeah. Um, my, my one Parcells, I mean, I have a few, but I like Bill Parcells, always have, um, you know, he he almost he was almost the head coach of the Packers, you know. Mm-hmm. They hired Mike Sherman and said, "Yep." No, no, no. Hol- what was this before that? Was oh, Hol- really? Holmgren. Okay. Know. Yeah. Because Wolf and Parcells that. are very tight, and the, but Parcells just didn't. That's when his health was an issue a little bit, and he wanted to take some time off. My 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 Eagles Parcells story, and it's it's his. I don't know if either if either of you guys have ever read this book called No Medals for Trying. It's a great book. If you go to the library or look it up on Amazon, you, you can probably get it for a couple of dollars on on Amazon. Very good book. It's Parcells. The the writer Jerry Eisenberg spent a spent a week. Parcells gave him like unlimited access for one week prior to an Eagles Giants game, and it's it's, it's fascinating. Um, all the insight and but part you know, but it, it leads up to this Eagle Giant game at the Meadowlands. Um, pretty big game at the time they were both battling they were battling for first place and that was the game and all all during the week and to end the book how parcells is, is, is stressing to his team how windy it's going to be that that day well that's the day that randall cunningham had a 93 yard punt or 90 91 93 whatever it was 90 something yard punt <laughs> which is still an eagle record and it was you know not taking nothing away from randall but it was it was wind data. It blew over David David Meggett's head, um, and that kind of that turned the whole game around. I believe the score was tied. Um, they have the, they have the Eagles backed up, you know, in their own end zone. Basically, Randall punts out of the end, but it goes ninety one yards, and then the Giants 
The Eagles defense forces a three and out. The Eagles get the ball back. They score and win. Um, but that the whole the whole that book was based off you know leading up to the Eagles. They talk about Cunningham, and it's funny like a lot of the stuff that he prepared for and, and that's in, that's in the book happened in the game. So mm-hmm. it was it was it's it's I, I, yeah Bill Parcells he's probably of all the coaches I've dealt with through the years. Oh, I got another here. Here, let me tell you this, Bill Parcells. This is kind of a, kind of funny. So he's coaching the Jets at, at this point, and I'm working for the Trenton Times, which became NJ.com, New Jersey paper. And we have a local kid playing for the Jets or in, in camp with the Jets. So we send our high school writer up to do this story on on this kid that's trying out for for the Jets, Un, undrafted kid, I but I believe. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he was undrafted, but he signed as a free agent, and um. Our guy goes up there to do a story, and so he, you know he's in the Parcells' post-practice press conference, and um, he had told the Jets PR guy what he wanted to do, and the, the PR guy told him, "Listen, let the regular guys ask all their questions when they're done. Ask Bill about your guy, and he'll be fine." So he, he he's there, and he you know he's all done. So Bill's done, and the guy say asks about the whatever the kid's name was, and Bill Bill gives him a good answer, you know. Oh yeah, he's working hard. He's doing this. He can. He's good at that. He's you know he needs to work on the. A good two-paragraph quote for the kid's story, right? Now the kid's done. He walked. Thanks, thanks, coach. Appreciate that. He he's walking away. Bill says, "Hey, um, when's that story going to run?" And the kid says, "Um, well, I don't know. I'm I'm going to write it today. Um, it might go tomorrow, maybe Sunday." Bill says, "You might want to run it tomorrow." <laughs> 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 Run it as soon as possible. Meaning the kid's getting cut. The kid's yeah, getting, he ain't gonna be here much longer. So uh-huh. get that story in the paper while you can. Yeah. Which is pretty cool of him to do, I think. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's a Parcells thing, though. That's that's cool. Not 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 short on personality. And that was cool. Like they did have a special teams tie in there with with Cunningham and the punt. But that's the thing is coaches that have the wherewithal to think about stuff like that. It's little intangibles like that that make such a big difference. And I just feel like. The special teams on the Packers has been ignored for such a long time. I mean, uh, I I thought Ron Zook was going to be better, and then by the end of it, it was just disgusting. It was like get that guy out of here with the you know with the bathwater after after Mike McCarthy was gone, and just that last game in 2018 was was so pathetic and disappointing. And then Meninga comes in, and it's just a run back of of that with Slocum before Zook, and just all of the the failures and catastrophic problems that they've had. Yeah, Bisaccia better have some input into what's going on here. Now, obviously, I don't want two kickers on the roster going into opening week. You know, it's like figure out. Oh, there won't be. Figure out who's kicking off, and you know, obviously Crosby's kicking field goals if he's going to be the guy. But um, you know, on that, on I the, do like two kickers in camp, though. Yeah, of course. But not, but, well, but you remember when they brought in Giorgio Tavecchio and it was Mike McCarthy said, oh, there's going to be a kicker competition? <laughs> well, whatever. You, you have to say that. Yeah. No, I don't think I've, – I've written I've, – I've criticized the Eagles for years for only having one punter or one kicker because even if you know the guy's making the team, you don't want him using his leg up every day in camp. Mm-hmm. Let that other guy take those kicks in camp. Let the other guy – you know, when when you're working on your punt coverage, right? Well, don't you don't need your regular punter taking all those punts. Let the other guy get some work. Right. One thing I'll say about Crosby, and I know we talked about this at, like way before free agency, when we were doing like our cut him or keep him. Um, I just think there's too much risk involved for a team with 
the expectations that the Packers have in relying on a J.J. Molson or a Dominic Eberle, you know, in what hopefully becomes, you know, a Super Bowl push for mm-hmm. the season. And and I think last year, too, there were to it than just Crosby missing field goals. We saw bad snaps. We saw bad holds. The blocking was poor. Um, so I think that that, you know, not to, you know, make excuse for lack of a better word, but I think that that, you know, Matt, knows that rich Bisacci knows that brian gudikins knows that um and again relying on dominic everly who has two career field goal attempts and five extra point attempts you know when it's january and lambo and you need a 42 yard game winner to advance to the nfc championship you know that's a whole different ball game and you'd rather have that experience now hopefully they can figure out something for kickoffs or you know if crosby can improve in that area to get it through the end zone so we don't have as many returns but I would just be I would be shocked if he's not the kicker. Yeah. yeah Even agree. with the cap space that can be saved. Winter say no more than January at Lambeau Field. The guy said the guy that's done it before, I mean, you know, I I don't know about kicking a fifty five yarder anymore, but January at Lambeau Field, if they're still playing football and it matters that much, you want the guy that's got the experience and hopefully Crosby can be that guy and carry it on if it's not him then then that means that Eberly or you know Molson if it ends up being him had a phenomenal camp and surprised the heck out of everybody and that would be as surprising as any but as far as the pass rush thing goes for me it kind of goes along with that same thing where I know Whitney Merciless had an unfortunate injury midseason and he tried to come back that's my biggest issue right now is is it's so hard to plan for injuries and you can't plan for who's going to get hurt and not but I worry about bringing in someone like a Justin Houston because it's such a long season and when you get up into the over your 30s, that is not old by any stretch. But when we're talking about playing professional football and the grind that it takes and the toll it takes on the body. I worry about an older player like that. Are they going to be ready to go at the end of the season unless they come in fresh mid-year? And that, but then is the conditioning going to be there? So that's my, my only concern. We saw Whitney Merciless get hurt. Um, it wasn't a conditioning issue, but we saw him get hurt and then he wasn't able to come back and then he ended, ended up retiring and not playing anymore. So it's fine to bring in some experience and there's a lot of other things that uh, Justin Houston would bring to this team or any veteran. But that's my, my concern is our, I think our goals are a little bit different here. We're not as concerned about September and October. You have to win those games. They're important. But our goals here, as far as what we're talking about, and I know the Packers' goals, are to be playing late into January. So... The durability is important there, but agree the depth of pass rusher is it needs, you know, it needs some help. And as far as Jonathan Garvin, yeah, it's time to, to show some show out something there. But fortunately, in his case, it's not a situation where he's like an Oren Burks, who was a third round pick. Now, that was an Oren Burks <laughs> fault that he was a third round pick. But the expectations go up when you get the higher you get drafted. So, Jonathan, yeah, but, but it's true, Mark. What is it that by the third or fourth year, you know what a guy is and isn't going to be, right? Right. That's the general. That's what I'm saying. This is. This is Garvin's year. He's mm-hmm. got to, and again, I'm not expecting him to be. I'm not expecting him to to, to push Smith or Gary for right. the starting job by no means. But he can if he can be the third guy, then great. And you don't have to go out and get anybody. But I, I right now, what he has shown me so far, no, he can't be that third guy. He's not good enough. Right now, mm-hmm. but he has this camp and this one of the OTAs and mini camp and training camp to show me because I, I remember when they when they made that pick I thought oh this is this is a good seventh round pick mm-hmm. you know seventh round you know you, you know because there was potential and he was young and he's athletic and he has the 
the good body size and shape and all that. But he's got to get it done now. It's time. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's the interesting thing, thing about the draft. I was going to say, Paul, and I'll, I'll kick it back to you. It's just real mm-hmm. quick. Whenever they say, oh, the Packers got a steal and a, and a great pick here and if, it's, if it's rounds five, six, and seven. And and it's like, listen, there's there's so much variable in those rounds there. And, and so it's, you know, it could it could go either way. So I think, like like you said, and Paul, when you said with the receivers, too, if the temporary expectations for some of those younger guys. Yeah, I was just going to say, because Mark, you kind of hit on it, is they have Gary and Smith. They don't need to find a guy. They have two guys. They have two dudes. They need 300 snaps, 300 pass rush snaps over the course of the season, 25 a game, somewhere in that ballpark, um, just to provide a supplement to when Gary and Smith aren't in the field. I looked up these numbers. Those two are on the field 68% of the defensive snaps last year. You know, that's pretty standard among edge rushers. It's a heavily rotated position. But when you consider a third of your defensive snaps are without one of them on the field, that that's a lot throughout the course of a game. You know, that might end up being 20, 25 snaps. And one other note on Justin Houston, uh, he is a Georgia Bulldog, so Uh-oh. he's probably going to be a Green Bay Packer. There you go. Exactly. It's a fit the, fit the trend, fit the mold for this year. Well, hey, if he's not available – I'm pretty sure since since he never missed a game in his career, if you just get, call up Julius Peppers, bring him in on a Saturday and sign, send, take a picture and sign him and put it out on on Twitter at uh, you know eleven o'clock on a Saturday and surprise the heck out of everybody again. He probably he, he, probably, play he could probably still play. Matthews. Julius could still go out there. The ghost and get a of Clay sacks. Matthews, the ghost of Clay Matthews, <laughs> who just turned thirty six, I believe. Well, Peppers is older than Matthews. Mm-hmm. Well, he's also very much more durable somehow. I mean, he probably he could probably still play. That <laughs> I'm guy on was Nick Perry. He was, uh, yeah. Okay, now you lost me. Now you lost me. I might have to edit that out later when I when I'm <laughs> splicing this thing together at the end. <laughs> he's younger than both of them. Yeah, he right? is, but younger, but very much less effective for sure. So, well, talk, talk about durable. Yeah, that that that's what ended his career. Was Not, yeah, yeah, and he didn't and never played a snap for anyone. He I don't know if he was in camp with anyone. But never played no, a snap for anyone else. Never either. signed with anyone. Never signed with anyone else. But. I'm telling you, the guy I want is Kyler Fackrell. Get him back here. He's with the Raiders. He's. I'm, I'm looking at the Raiders' depth chart. He would be their third guy right now. Maybe fourth guy. They have they have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones as their starters. Mm-hmm. And they still have that um, their first-round pick in 2019, Clinton Farrell. So Fackrell's probably the fourth guy. Yeah. Yeah, they took well, and they took they took Farrell ahead of Rashad Gary. I'm wondering if they're kicking themselves there. Yeah. They took him ahead of a lot of people. They yeah, yeah. Like the fourth overall pick. Oof. Um, yeah. They also have a third round pick from last year, Malcolm Kuntz. There's a, I mean, there's a chance Fackrell doesn't, doesn't make this team. Yeah. I tell you what, I don't, I, I'm sure he's not making a lot of money. If I'm Goody, I I may call the Raiders and hey, you going to keep this guy? I'll give you a seventh round pick. Sure. You could make that move now and, and just make it happen because he's he's got familiarity with at least some of the defense. I mean, it wasn't his defense. It was, it was Pettin's defense when he was here. But True. he's, you know, he's he's at least somewhat familiar with with Green Bay for whatever that's worth. I mean, he, he was he a decent played dude. with the Chargers last he made year it. and Brandon Staley. Well, you know what? He right. made the exactly. uh, he made the game ceiling play on that game against Carolina. I was in the house for that one at, at Lambeau right before uh, December in 2019. Stuffed him at the goal line. He was a big I think he's the one that made the initial hit on that on that play that ended that game and helped the Packers win it. They couldn't get in on fourth yeah. down. So I actually think Remember they were talking about the Packers wanted a first-round pick and a player? 
They traded Devontae mm-hmm. to the Raiders, but they weren't allowed to get a player. They had to take a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think it might have been Fackrell might have been that player. <laughs> Paul's, la- <laughs> Paul's getting my jokes here, so I'm glad Paul's – Jason's not laughing. Paul's laughing, so. <laughs> well, I can't see your face, CB, CB, because when we, when we record, Paul and I are on camera, so I can see when Paul's – Paul does this very deliberate lean to the microphone, then I know he has something else to add. With Mark, it's just a wild card. If he jumps in, he jumps in. I have to, I have to cut myself off. I have no idea what's going on, so we don't we don't get the camera fee. We don't pay in at Mark enough to be on camera. And no. I, that's 100% true. I probably Listen. just don't have, I probably just don't know how to do it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, just doled out it's probably a way. I just one time I was, I think, but you couldn't see me or something. You said yeah. I was on it. You saw my feet or something. I was hoping to get a glimpse of the dog. So oh, the dog, I have a good dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it hasn't been raining or thundering, so she's no. So she's, she's okay. been good. She's been good. All right. Hey, so, I got to tell you. All right, I guess speaking of dog, I got to tell you another story. Right? We we've talked about my wife, right? Not being a football fan or anything, but but learning a little more every every year. Right. Right. So she wants to buy this furniture for the balcony. We've been looking. We've been looking for a while. It's, I don't know if you guys know this. That kind of stuff's ex- way more expensive than you think. Yes, it is. Like it, I mean, it's really good. It's good stuff, but it's really expensive. So we were looking around. We get these like nice chairs and the table and whatever, right? So she tells me this is a couple of days ago. She says, "Oh, on this whatever she goes, one of these sites she goes a bar- marketplace or something. I don't, I don't know any of these things." Is there like a thing called Facebook Marketplace yes. or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this guy's selling this. It's four chairs and a table, and it's a pretty good price. And I'm like, oh, it's a pretty good price. Wasn't to me at first. Wasn't all that pretty good, but it turned out it was really good. So I'm like, all right, we really want it. Yeah, just make him an offer. I don't know how we're going to get it, but yeah, well, okay, if you want. So I don't even look at it. He tells me it's nice. I I believe. Well, guess what colors the the furniture is? Please don't say purple and yellow. That's oh God! I, no. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't let it in the house. No, green and yellow, green and gold, green and no, yellow, green and gold. Green and gold. It's Packer color. It's Packer green and gold. <laughs> and she says, "Once when I get, it, I'm like, oh my God, I love this furniture." She's like, "Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's Packer colors, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "I should have told you that off off to go." I said, "Yeah, and you would have got it immediately. I wouldn't oh, have been having sure. on for a while." Yeah. So now, now she says she has to get. She wants to get like, like you know, you can put little pillows on the on the chairs. Maybe. she wants to get Packer pillows now. Okay. He's coming around. Yeah, he's really coming around now. Man. Good, you know, slowly but surely. Good. Yeah. One little, one step at a time. Build that roster. You know, <laughs> draft and develop, Mark. Draft and develop. You drafted. Now you got to develop. I think he just likes Matt Lafleur. To be honest with you, that's <laughs> whatever works. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know that for a fact. I think he's like, he's like oh, is that coach on the TV again? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, so there we go. Whatever anyway, works. So. All right. So then we come around to me and what's my what's my thing? Well, I kind of. Uh, I oh, kinda, yeah, we didn't get yours yet. Well, I kind of cheated a little bit earlier because I, I made it sound like I, I, I was kind of tipping mine, but I didn't because I was more looking for reaction. So mine is an internal move that I think the Packers will make because everyone's been talking. I've, I've seen a lot of like, what do you think the Packers will do next on Twitter? Because that's what we do. As soon as the first guy, the next guy is signed, we can't help but start sweating and pining over the next one. And I've seen a lot of Elton Jenkins, but unfortunately his injury situation is going to probably make the Packers wait it out a little bit before they give him another deal. Now he's... After after this um, this season, um, this is it. Twenty two is the last year of his contract, and then he's he's a free agent because he was a second round pick. So four year deal. So twenty twenty two is the last year of his contract. So they certainly are going to have a decision to make at some point. I don't know when that's going to be, but Mark, you you made you made the point earlier when I said I don't think that that they would bring Adrian Amos back. 
was more kind of looking for the reaction there because <laughs> when they drafted Darnell Savage, everybody hoped Savage would become, you know, obviously you, you, the, the next as productive as Nick Collins. He wasn't going to be the next Nick Collins because Collins was really special there. But I, I think they were hoping Savage would be the guy. But it's been Amos who's been the guy. I mean, I think back to that runs, that big stuff that he made on fourth down against the Rams, a team that ended up going on to win the Super Bowl late in the season against uh, in the, at Lambeau and how productive and how good he's been. I mean, when they signed Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Billy Turner, Adrian Amos, who thought Amos would end up being the, you know, the, the biggest producer of the group? Because Zadarius is gone, Billy Turner's gone, and you could argue Amos and Preston Smith, you know, back and forth as far as how productive they've been. But Adrian Amos has been the guy. So I think, and he's, his contract is up after 2022 as well. So he's 29 years old. He's got eight years in the in the league. Darnell Savage still hasn't turned that corner. I think it's I think Amos is very ripe for a contract extension. So I think Amos is probably going to be the next one that's that's going to get some years added to his deal because, like you said, Mark, no safety added in this draft. And there's not as far as the Henry Black is gone, and I know Henry Black is not a key key piece, and he's not a big time contributor. But when you don't have the depth. Obviously, the team is is read the tea leaves. They're telegraphing right there that they like the guys that they have. Well, then you better lock them up because Darnell Savage is is a free agent after the twenty three season. Amos is a free agent after this season. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? What's your plan? So unless they have a plan on bringing somebody in or drafting someone, which the draft you never know. I think it's Adrian Amos in the in the backfield because you've put this huge investment into all of your cornerbacks now. Why blow it by not having the safeties behind him? So, Paul, we'll start with you. Adrian Amos getting extended. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, the years and figure would be. It looks like he, he's counting 12, 12 million against the cap this year. I would assume it's probably going to be a little more than that because the contract was done a while ago, and the Packers will figure out the money. But who else do they have at safety? I think he's a key piece they have to lock up. I thought for sure that was going to be one of the moves already made this offseason one to lower the cap it that you already mentioned two he's 29 years old so if he you know, even a four-year extension i think he turns 30 later this year mm-hmm. so say he were to take out that contract that's 34 but we know how the packers structure contracts they usually have a way out after two years um so i don't see age or anything like that being an issue and I think I've said on here before, he puts the word safe in safety. He's just Mr. Reliable back there as a tackler um, against the pass, against the run. That, Like I said, that was one of the moves that I probably would have, or I did, you know, maybe not ex- maybe expect is a strong word, but, you know, certainly thought was a strong possibility. We'll word it that way uh, this offseason for all the reasons just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and Mark, easy, low-hanging fruit. You called it. They didn't draft the safety. They need they need to lock this guy up, and he's not yet 30 years old. I mean, give me one good reason why they why they don't extend him. No, I love Amos. I mean, that was a great signing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. That would, uh, yeah, there's no reason not to extend him. And like, we, like you said, like we were talking prior about, they you usually get an idea of who they like or who they not so crazy about by how they draft. I mean, um, you know, they they'll, when they when they're drafting a lot of linemen, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, okay, not, Billy Turner could be gone, or this, you know, last year Lindsley was gone. You know, you know what they're heading. You know, they didn't, and there were safeties available. You know, 
when mm-hmm. they took Wyatt, who they loved, the scene was there, and scene yep. was there, mm-hmm. and the kid from Michigan was Dexter there. Right, Hill, they were both. Yeah. They were both there. They could have had one of them. No, they decided not to. Um, I think they were both there when they moved up for Watson. Were they both there when they moved up for Watson? I believe so. No, they were both gone. Oh, for Watson, they were gone. Scene went to Minnesota. Hill oh, yeah. took Cincinnati. Yeah, they were off. All right, never mind. Okay, but they could have had him with the Wyatt pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then there were other safeties too. Besides, I mean, they were the top two after Hamilton. They were the top two, but there were other guys. A kid from um, Maryland, Nick Cross. That's what people liked Cross. There was um, there were a few. The kid from Penn State, Brisker. The, who they could have gotten? They they ignored it. They ignored safety. So that tells me that. They don't see a need. They they're going to keep Amos and Savage around for a couple more years, you know. And they did they did give Savage the qualifying offer, which we some people weren't sure. Fifth year, I yeah, fifth year option. So they did. So they do have him for another year. But yeah, it's, it's time. Amos is a guy. I would think of yeah of all the potential free agents to be, uh, he'd be number one on my list, I believe. Like you said, Jenkins has another year, right? Yeah. Well, this, this is no, this is the last year. This is the last year of his deal. Oh. But but I think the Packers. I I, I don't see any re- unless something wacky happens with his recovery, or he has like just a, a terrible surgeon, or you know, which is we would have known, we would know by now. Because I think he was at the he was at the Bucks game with some of the other guys. It was it was not that that's an indication that he's healthy, but he seems to be okay. I think we would have heard something by now if there was right. an issue. So I think the Packers have that earmarked, but that's probably for later. They probably want a little bit more information on how he's recovering and if he's going to make it, if he's going to be able to come back around pup time, which is what, still six weeks that he has to miss? Mm-hmm. He'll miss at if least the first pup, six weeks yeah, of the six. season. Now, I don't, I don't know pup. that he'd be ready to go by then, but if, if he's healing faster than normal, I mean, it, we're, all, we're all still kind of, you know, I guess um, – that's shell shock, but just the whole David Bakhtiari thing has us all a little bit more conservative in terms of what we expect for players to come back. But Bakhtiari was also an outlier there. I don't think most players go through some of the issues he had getting back on the field. So they'll they'll get that thing done. But I just like I said, why would you put so much risk on the back end of the defense when you've got all these great you brought back Roswell Douglas, you you got Jair Alexander signed, you hope Eric Stokes takes a huge year two jump, and then you're gonna put the equivalent of, you know, and obviously Savage and Amos are better than these guys, but, you know, some of the, the safeties that they've, they've had in the, you know, in the years past where you had to look up their, their name because you couldn't remember them. So <laughs> it just, you know, Jerron McMillan, there's one that comes, comes to mind right there. Great hair, but now nah, I don't know. So just to, just to play devil's advocate, do you think there's too many big deals on the books? where they have to make a tough decision. And maybe that means not extending Amos. Cause like I, I looked ahead to next year. So it's like a month ago and six players cap hit wise account for 125 million in cap space next year. Who are those six? Um, Rogers, Bakhtiari, right. Clark Jones, maybe Campbell, Preston Smith is something like that. Jones, um, isn't Jones is done. Right, this and that's where I was going. Coach. There's ways to create cap space. We know that, but they still have to extend Jenkins. They're still right. going to extend Rashawn Gary. Um, you know, Jair. I know his cap hit small in 23, but going to get bigger those following years. So again, just playing 
devil's advocate to see well, if I, could could that lead to a difficult decision and go maybe we just can't make that work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you do it now. Maybe be, um, I don't know. Depends on. I mean, I don't know what he's going to be asking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's asking for crazy money, then no, you can't. Um, and I don't think. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, if he wants you know money that they can't afford, then nothing. But again, I just base it off they didn't draft a safety anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they did in the seventh round. They took the kid, but he's a special team. He might even be more linebacker than than, than safety. I think Lafleur said he's going to spend more time with the inside linebackers. Yeah, he's too big. Um, so they really, I mean. Unless Vernon Scott becomes more than what I think he is, they don't. There's not a safety on his. I don't even know if they have a good third safety right now. So, yeah, no, they gotta. Uh, I know what you're saying, Paul. You, you you can't keep everybody and you can't pay everybody, right? Um, I, and I hate to say this, but they did draft a bunch of linemen. Well, maybe 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 Jenkins is the guy they don't ex- extend. And I hate to say that. Well, that could be, but if he they, is truly going to be the right tackle of the future, you can't let a starting caliber tackle go. I could if it's a if it's a guard. Well, I agree. Oh, I'm, I don't want Jenkins. I, I don't. I, I'd love to see. I'm just saying they did address multiple times the offensive line. They took a kid in the third round. They took another one in the fourth round, and they took the kid from Penn State, who everybody says is a steal in the seventh round. They didn't take a safety in any round. No, I would. Did they, so. I think the offensive line they almost had to because say Jenkins is healthy, your backups would have been Cole Van Lannen, Jake Hansen, Lucas Manette. How about Yash? Yash? Yash is pretty good. Okay, so Yash. you have one. So you have one swing tackle, but right. how many teams have four good tackles? Nobody. Yeah, that's true. Some don't have two. So I mean, but Tom I and Ryan could both be guards. That's where I was going with that. Right. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. They, they're so vert. I love this offensive line. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think this is a this offensive line is good, young, deep. Uh, you know, it's I. This is this is when I. Again, I'm I'm maybe I'm I'm hoping that a guy like Ryan is better than than I. We, we don't know. We haven't seen him play yet. But I just everything I hear about him, he's he's going to be pretty good. Same with Tom. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's going to be a, a very good backup at, at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you still have Runyon and Myers and um, Newman mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and and Yash and even Van Lannan. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I always defer to you on him because you saw him play a lot more in college mm-hmm. than any of us did. I mean, as a, if he's your ninth or tenth guy, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I like this offensive line. Um, Absolutely. And then, like, you know, if you throw when Jenkins does come back, wow. I mean, they're going to be – there's going to be a couple good linemen not starting. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's a good problem to have. I mean, it's a good problem yeah, to have right? if they, if the they have it. But, get hurt. But I just – I just, get hurt. Yeah, but at, at this point right now, I mean, I'm just tunnel vision. 2022, like we did the last two years. Okay, let's go out and win it. And every year there's been some reason why they haven't done it. But if they're going to get it done – this year, then just make sure. And, and if they think the window, if they have a window of, of next year as well, you got to figure it out. I just, at this point right now, I'm ignorant to the cap. I love not knowing much about it and how it really works. And I love the fact that Russ Ball always seems to find a way 
to make it work. So it's like, look, just get Amos taken care of for the next couple of years so that we're not sweating in bullets and worrying about what the safety position is going to be and that you've got all these great corners up front, but nobody can keep anyone in front of him on the back end. So he also seems to like it here. Right, mm-hmm. Amos. Yeah, he for seems sure. to like Green yeah. Bay. He yeah. seems to like the team. The well, he coaches. definitely doesn't miss Chicago the way he tweets. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, he wouldn't go back there. I don't think he's going back there. Right. Well, they, you don't make that mistake twice as a player, unless unless they're the only team calling up. But yeah, I think he he genuinely does. He enjoys it. He's a, he's turned into a good Green Bay Packer, and and hopefully he's. I mean, there's a bunch of guys on this team that I want to see get a, a trophy as members of the Packers because they just have done such such great things. A year ago, Zadarius would have been one of those guys. Now I can't wait for him to watch Green Bay hopefully standing on a podium without him lifting up a, a trophy. But Amos would be one of those guys for sure that came in and helped solidify things. You know, you always appreciate free agents that come in and, and, and kind of hang their hat in Green Bay. And, I mean, no, not everybody's going to turn into Charles Woodson. That's kind of the you know once-in-a-lifetime type of a deal. But a guy that comes in and makes an impact and really like, like a peppers, you know, like you wanted those guys to, to find success and, and accomplish what they came to green Bay to do. Cause it's like, look, it's not the flashiest town to live in. It's cold as heck in the winter, you know? So I get all that. There's plenty of fun things to whoa, do. Whoa, but whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. Whoa, well, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but you know, but, but well, and I'm biased though, because I see, I appreciate those, those things. And that's why like cold weather games, I'm not worried about going to them. It's almost kind of more fun for me because I grew up in that weather. So there's a nostalgic aspect to it. But when you didn't grow up in it, I can see how that might factor in there. But that's, that's my take on that whole thing. So these were pretty good. These were, these are pretty good. So Alan Lazard gets extended. Adrian Amos gets extended. And Mason Crosby loses one of his top two big leg competitors <laughs> in training camp. Rich Basaccia has a voice in the room, says Paul Brettel. So, all right, Paul, we'll start with you. Since we usually start with Mark, we'll start with you. Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, before we sign off, what is up now and what is coming up? So I've been doing uh, closer looks at each of the draft picks, made my way through all them, took a look at the positional need prior to the draft you know, given that prospect's position, uh, what their potential role could be as a rookie, some stats you need to know, and then some pre-draft reports. So, And now I'm on to the undrafted rookie class. Just knocked out the first one, B.J. Baylor running back from Oregon State. So that's the big thing I'm kind of working my way through right now. And then just kind of stuff that pops up. Um, I wrote also about how the slot cornerback position, how it's going to be most likely a by-committee approach. You know, there isn't going to be one guy who fills that role like we saw the last couple of years where that was primarily Shannon Sullivan's job. So just kind of seeing what comes up. And then also wrote about uh, the the kicker situation and what Basaccia had to say to reporters about going from three to two and all of that stuff. Good deal. And Mark over at Packer Report. Uh, up there now is a story on um, what I think the three biggest, what we've kind of a little, little bit what we talked about tonight, um, the three biggest needs on the team still after, you know, after what on paper was a good draft, a um, couple free agents, excuse me, free agent signings, what their biggest needs are. And then coming up um, later today, I'm not sure yet. I have, I got time to sit down tomorrow this morning and, and I'll come up with something and we'll have that up there as well. And it will be phenomenal and fantastic. <laughs> and it'll probably end up being one of your better pieces because it'll come to you in the middle of the night. 
Right. Perfect. And if there's enough big news and stories going on, there'll be a quick slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin on Monday. Otherwise, we'll wait until something good happens and we get through some of these doldrums of the offseason of the NFL. But in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Thanks, everyone, who sent in their weather. If you want to get your weather read on the show, send it to either Paul, Mark, or myself. The DMs are open. Send it on over our way or tweet at us. Otherwise, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week and an upcoming weekend. Hope you're enjoying the warmer weather wherever you're at. And as always, go Pack Go.